The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm Elise Feedback with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, April 30th. James is on vacation this week, but I'll be here instead with the day's top headlines. Number one, White House physician Ronnie Jackson will not return to his job as President Trump's personal doctor after his bid to become Secretary of Veterans Affairs died last week. Jackson withdrew his name from the Senate confirmation process after John Tester, a Democrat from Montana, released a document alleging that Jackson drank on the job, improperly prescribed and dispensed medications, and contributed to a toxic work environment. The allegations, which Trump, Jackson, and other White House officials have vehemently denied, have been hard to prove or disprove. Over the weekend, Trump called several times for Tester to resign and suggested the accusations against Jackson were fabricated. Tester is up for re-election in November in a state that strongly supported the president in 2016. I know things about Tester that I can say too, Trump said at a campaign-style rally in Michigan on Saturday night. And if I said them, he'd never be elected again. Jackson will remain on as part of the White House medical unit, a White House official confirmed on Sunday. Number two. The South Korean government announced Sunday that the North would dismantle its main nuclear test site and that its leader, Kim Jong-un, is prepared to meet with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The latest diplomatic developments came two days after an historic summit between the leaders of North and South Korea, which resulted in a joint statement promising the two would work toward the, quote, complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula. The South Korean government quoted Kim as rebutting the notion that he plans to terminate only facilities that are not functioning. Kim also said he would invite security experts and journalists to observe the closure of the site, according to the South Korean government. Meanwhile, in Washington, the White House continues to prepare for an upcoming meeting between Trump and Kim. On Sunday, Trump National Security Advisor John Bolton suggested the United States isn't ready to ease sanctions or offer other concessions before Pyongyang fully commits to denuclearization. He also said Washington officials have not committed to remove U.S. military assets from the region. Trump's newly confirmed Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said he believes there is real opportunity for progress with North Korea at this juncture. At the same time, he said, the U.S. government has its eyes wide open as it moves through this process. Number three, Washington journalists continued to distance themselves from comedian Michelle Wolf's routine at the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday night. The annual gathering takes place to celebrate the First Amendment and honor the work of White House reporters and student journalists who received the evening's awards. This year, however, controversy erupted after Wolf used her routine to go after several members of the Trump administration, including White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Wolf directed some of her most searing commentary at Sanders, referring to her as, quote, an Uncle Tom but for white women, and saying she creates her smoky eye makeup look from the ashes of burnt facts. On Twitter, many journalists who cover the White House said the comments were out of line. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, April 30th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Elise Feedback, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.